hello, and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And this is episode 56. We're back for more. Yeah, man, I actually uh, followed up a little bit with uh, watching some of the things that uh, you said you watched that I didn't get to, to catch last week. So uh, Nice, nice. Let's go ahead and just dive right on into it. Um, I watched Warrior Nun. The first episode, at least, nice. and what yeah, it was it was intriguing. Um, the production is good. I didn't have any major qualms about like the casting and stuff. It was real interesting. It it was interesting that the uh, the warrior nuns clearly were like romantically involved. I was like, hmm, Catholic lesbians. That's a first. I mean, I did say last week that it did appear. It appeared to be that the the religious thing was merely an archetype. Oh, they weren't really delving into only. it. It was yeah. aesthetically, like, you know what I mean? Like they use all of the symbology and all of that shit, and they talk about angels and ha- none of it has anything to do with the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was, which is what I liked about it. Yeah, yeah, and not for nothing, that whole Halo thing was kind of gangster. Y'all. I was like, oh, oh man, that's a life, it's uh, a life commitment you got there. <laughs> yeah, I'm very interested to see where they go with that. Yes, yeah, so it it definitely intrigued me. Um, the main character is a little goofy, um, cause, just because she's a young white girl, and I just generally don't find young white girls entertaining. More importantly, I think though, is that she's a quadriplegic that just recently got the use of her limbs. I didn't see them play into that so much uh, in this first episode, but yes, because you only see it in flashbacks. I mean, they don't play into it, but they address it a lot. Like it's, it comes up in conversation pretty much every time she talks to someone who's knew but it's her like she's before. She's alluding to it, right? She never directly says it because no, um, when she talks to the little kid, when she goes back and oh, meets him, she, she directly pro- yes. Any yes. Th- anyone who before prior, yes, uh, she, but she talks meets a bunch to. of new people, which they're an interesting bunch. Uh, really? I, I actually thought they were pretty pretty vapid. Okay, I, so did I. But I was trying to be uh, diplomatic because I don't want to be overly judgmental because I haven't seen their character arcs yet. But yeah, the, the I'm not particularly the whole Beverly Hills socialite thing doesn't really appeal to me. So they seem like nah. But I'm I'm being open minded. They could develop into characters that I could find endearing. So I mean, they're young people. They don't need to be like fully fleshed out, well, <laughs> well developed, like mature characters. No. Like the first dude pretty much shows up as eye candy, and that seems oh, you- to be the um the role that he's playing thus far. Which one? The dude that saved the chick from the uh, from the. Oh pool. yeah, she's looking at her. She, every comment that she makes about him is lustful as fuck. Yeah, she's definitely for that D. Um, but yeah, uh, there wasn't too much combat, um, but there was a lot of action hang- happening in around the scenes. You know what I mean? Like, there's always someone running in from a battle in the other <laughs> room, type of thing. So that was interesting. Um, I'm not exactly sure what happened at the end of the first episode. So I, I don't know. I'm not going to spoil too much, but um, I am going to continue watching it. I don't know. How, how, did you watch the whole? No, nah, I've only seen episode one. Okay, same. All right. So I don't know if you're in, if, if, if you'll commit to watching more, I'll watch more of it. But I don't know if I want to watch too much more of it immediately. It's because it's just it's on the watch list, but low on the priority list. And so, um, yeah. I would say if you're interested, if that's if what we've described so far sounds interesting, check it out because it'll seems like it'll deliver on those notes. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I'm waiting to see some more of the upfront action direction 
You know what I mean? And I'm not sure if it's even going to get into that. I don't know if it's got that budget. I mean, it definitely. That's where it's. It's definitely where it's going. From okay. the previews, you can see monsters and shit. So, okay. And there, I don't think there'd oh, see, be a see, point I in like. Previews, uh, so I didn't really like watch it, but it was oh. like a still. It was like in a still, you could see like a monster in okay. the background. And I mean, they open episode one with a firefight in which the main characters, yeah, like, and there's these smoke benefactor things, right? dies. It so was, I'm pretty sure there's gonna be combat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if it's gonna be like one of those um, animes though, where like they always talk about the crazy shit that's happening, but they never show. It's all slice of life. <laughs> this definitely does not look like a slice of life show. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. That's funny. I, I've seen a lot of like. Nah, based on what the chick says in the beginning, who loses the halo, it's definitely yeah. shit's about to pop off. She was like, "Don't trust anybody." If yeah, you if you start your show off with "Don't trust anybody," and then you just talk for the rest of the episode, I'm, then why did you even bother saying "Don't trust every anybody"? You feel well, me? I look forward to seeing when you what die they come in a firefight. I'll, I'll keep my mind. I'll keep my mind open because that the hope is that they, that that's where they're going. But there's I haven't watched it enough to say that that's definitively where they're going. But um, yeah, nah, definitely from the series looks like shit is getting real because there's the demon smoke that she's investigating. There's the fucking leader of crazy. the nuns that seems like he's actually the opposition. And there's the whole I, I black lady that um. Then there's the whole like black sister. No, I don't know what her fucking name is, but there's like the the only black nun yeah, that Mary. is there. Her name's Mary. Yeah. Um, she looks like she's going on a fucking uh, a, a whole vengeance thing. Yeah, it's to avenge her love. So it, it to me it seems like action's yeah. coming. So I'm action looking forward is to coming. More that for sure, sure. Yeah, if the action is coming, it's definitely gonna be some some real shit because the. the as I was saying, the production looks good. You know what I mean? Like, they put a yeah, lot of work in on the, the graphics around that Halo thing. That Like, that shit mm. was brutal when they took it out her back. So, and I was like, oh, that's why. Oh, okay, I get it. That hurts like a motherfucker. <laughs> like, the process of removing the Halo from one bearer and putting it into the next. Whew. Yeah, it doesn't look pleasant. No. Um, but it was interesting. So, did you notice that the um, evidently putting the Halo into a corpse, number one, is very rare? But it seems to be uh, a form of providence that the corpse happened to be hers. Yeah, because apparently it wasn't supposed to bring her back to life. That's no, not yeah. normal. Exactly. So that's interesting. I definitely want to see where it's going with that. Like, I, I, I'm always interested to see uh, the how the world develops its magic. You know what I mean? And the whole occult lore behind it. I, I always find that generally entertaining. Yeah, it looks like you got some pretty good places to go. Yeah, so there was Warrior Nun. Um, <laughs> I caught Baki. So it, I was confused at how Netflix was uh, organizing Baki because it says when you when you highlight it, it says uh, three uh, three parts. So I was assuming it was a three part movie, maybe uh, a, like a three movie series, kind of like uh, how Berserk did it. Where they had the Golden Age arc broken into three movies. I thought that that's what I was getting into. No, they just call each season of Baki a part. And so they have the three seasons of Baki available. So I finished watching season two, which that shit was crazy. Mm-hmm. That was a... That, yo, I forgot how... how I am, Baki is way over the top. Yeah, but I find ridiculous. it to be very entertaining nonetheless. It's very ridiculous. It's so over the top, bro. And it's so brutal. It's extremely brutal. Like, this... <laughs> This dude got his one of the uh, of the of the criminals 
put bullets into the dude's mouth and kicked his head so hard that he fired the bullets and blew his cheeks out. I was like, bro. That's all you got to do, bro. That's mad extra. That's all you got to do it. Can't trace them rounds. Nah. But, um, yeah, so I was I, I caught up on season two of Baki. And, yeah, yo, this nigga's father is the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, you drew the shit. Yo, like, he shows up at the worst possible time to give him, like, sage fatherly wisdom. <laughs> like, in one scene, this nigga's about to smash his girlfriend for the first time. And his bad dad is just sitting there watching Mad Creepy in the back until he notices. And he's like... Don't trust anything that they tell you. And you, <laughs> you keep your womanly glory. And I'm like, wow. That's Yo, so this nigga is off the chain. Hey, man. Bro, with the dad like Delivering that. fatherly advice when you need it the most. Bro, totally just like snatch that nigga's first moment. Like, nah, nigga, you're not ready. I don't know who told you you're ready, but don't listen to them. <laughs> Yeah, it's and you girl you need to you need to step it up and maintain your womanly pride like i was like wow she he didn't have to really call her out like that you know what <laughs> i mean like embarrassing your son mid coitus is one thing but <sighs> calling out the girl too that's savagery i don't think he called it out i think he more of gave her encouragement <laughs> slash like a path to it follow was, it was the way that he delivered it though yeah <laughs> yujiro is a very aggressive weird. person there is no subtlety to his speech none yeah, this nigga, this nigga's back muscles form a demon face. Yeah, yeah, no. Nothing he says is going to be, like, lighthearted. Feel me? Even yeah. if he's, like, happy birthday, you're going to feel intimidated when, intimidated when he says it. But, yo, so the scene where uh, he's on his date with his girl and he gives her the, uh, the first kiss. And while he's kissing her, the dude tries to jump him. And Kodomaru, uh, is it, it's Kowaru uh, Hayamara. I can't pronounce none of these names. But, um, yeah, he just, nigga sneaks him out of nowhere, bro. Comes, snatches him up. Was like, don't worry. Don't worry, I got you, dog. But you think I came out here on a date with my girl and even had my boys watching my back? They ain't gonna sneak up on me and ruin my moment. Bro, that was that was bro goals right there, yo. Man, squad came out of nowhere, snatched homie up. Quick, too. She didn't even notice. She didn't even notice her life was in utter peril, son. Homeboy was about to smash both of them. But yeah, um, he thought. Yeah, he thought, yo. But see, he was like an offensive fighter fighting against somebody who who uses bide. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's the that's the Pokemon attack where you store the energy of the attacks against you and you release it back on the opponent. This yeah, uh, uh, Koaru. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, Koaru. Yeah, that nigga's whole style is yo. I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna just take all the punishment. I'm not even gonna block half the time. I'm gonna just eat all these blows and my reprisal attack. Off the cheesy, bro. And so, it, it, it was a bad matchup for, for that guy. <laughs> but yeah, yo, the dudes in, the, in, in in Baki take a massive amount of damage, bro. Yeah, they do. It's pretty ridiculous. And they, be, they survive, man. And it, they really, like, the characters in that, in that uh, show have a serious fetish for modern medicine. Like, they be acting like modern medicine will take, take care of all your wounds, bro. Just make sure they don't cut your head off. You're all right. <laughs> they can save you from anything but losing your head pretty much and it's like nah B you gotta chill with that yo <laughs> Baki is for sure one who likes to take take as much damage as humanly possible before he turns around the fight like bro I'm pretty sure you can muster that strength before they beat you up <laughs> but you gotta feel them out though you gotta find out where their upper limits are before you show them your upper limits you know what I'm saying 
for sure. <laughs> that that is generally the uh, the mo of Baki and his ilk. But um, yeah, man, yeah, definitely season two of Baki. I'm looking forward to catch, catching season three too. But I forgot there are 26 episode seasons, man. I'm just saying short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot happens. A lot and happens. The storytelling in Baki is very unique. I would say, like they don't. It's it, they tell the story in a very unique fashion. Um, the exposition for because it it's generally linear, but the way that they switch between the scenes isn't normal. Like they they don't um like they, they'll switch up the scenes within the episode, not chronologically, and it's like uh. Why would you do that? That's that's a that's a cheap trick. Don't show me the fight because they love showing you the the outcome of the fight with, with who the winner is, and then show you like the ups and downs. And oh no, he was about to die. Nah, he ain't died there though. <laughs> oh no, no, oh he almost had that. No, but not there though. It's like man, come on. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that can get annoying. Is that from? Is that how it is in the movies? No, 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 no. no. It's just mm-hmm. a it's a it's a it's a a way that. It's the way they storyboard the anime in general that is relatively not my favorite storytelling type. <laughs> but yeah, <clears throat> um, after that, I did catch uh, some more Wire. Always a pleasure, man. Ugh. I've really come to understand how much I dislike McNulty as a character, which is hilarious <laughs> because he was definitely one of my favorite characters on my first watch through. But man, is he a scumbag, bro. Yeah, Man, McNulty, McNulty is a very flawed character. Yeah, like he doesn't have the typical saving value that uh that the um the disgruntled you know what I mean? Like um who am I thinking of? The strange the cop and stranger stranger things. Um, oh yeah, David Harbour. Yeah, know like he, he's is. got redeemable qualities or his even show though, name. Yeah. He's got redeemable qualities, even though he's generally not the most liked person directly. Right. You know what I mean? McNulty has none of those redeeming qualities as a mm-hmm. law enforcement uh, official. Like, oh man, like he was in one of the episodes I watched recently. He was bragging about the episode where he was using his kids, and and the person he was bragging to rightly looked at him and scoffed like dude what the <laughs> fuck are you doing like first of all you were off duty and you brought your kids into it like what's wrong with exactly. you exactly extra credit you're Bro. right i'm dope yeah <laughs> but yeah yeah that shit was that yeah that definitely uh solidified my uh my whole like definitely definitely not the good guy in all of this and kima was another one kima is another one who 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 does it for the thrill, I think, more than anything. And so she's willing to do a lot of amoral shit in reference to her job because she has, I mean, she's just doing her job. And so there's no reason why she should be helping McNulty to spread information to a judge to get him to go out of chain of command to get an extension on their on their warrant and wiretaps. Yo, McNulty be doing the most, bro. bro like, <laughs> like, bro, stop doing oh, that, man. You're really putting the people directly above you in a lot of hot water. Because when you skip chain of command, don't forget, because the way skipping chain of command works is, is you don't go the, to the person directly above the person you want to go to. You have to go to the person above that person. 
Because the person now has to call seniority to be able to, to, to call, to make the call that you're interested in getting. So it calls a very high level favor when you're trying to skip chain of command. And so it just, it really puts a lot of people in a lot of shitty uh, positions when you do so. Um, especially when those people are, are intermittently fighting for you. You know what I mean? Such as Rawls. Rawls is fighting for him and then he's skipping chain of command when he can't get what he wants and he's putting Rawls in hot water. And it's like, bro, come on, man. Like, I get it. You want to you get your fucking, um, your investigation going, but that's not it, bro. That's not it. Like, doing it in such a way as getting your commanding officer roasted, I don't, I don't know if that's how you want to progress your career. But that is ultimately McNulty's, McNulty's plan. From but yeah, so. On the wild side. <laughs> And then, oh man, it, it really sucks because I'm looking at, I, I, I like, I don't remember the sequence of events that led them up to getting Avon Barksdale's, um, an ID on him because it was, it was, I think I'm almost nine episodes in and they just found Avon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Avon is the, think of running season the whole two. Streets. Avon is season two. We're like, focused more on him. Yeah, because right now it's focusing most mostly on the shooters. Stinkum, mm-hmm. Bay, Bird, Omar. Um, and so yeah, like that whole the whole juxtaposition between Jack Boys and Dope Boys is interesting. It's interesting because like economically, like it's a whole different economic system, you know what I mean? Like and it regardless to whether the city acknowledges it or not, it runs $50 million plus or minus of liquid capital on the streets a year. Easily. Easily. On the low end. And so it's like, they have to acknowledge. Or was that a month? that Because they, they, they did the... Um, they, this is when they started realizing how deep um, Avon was. Is when they did the financial breakdown based on how many, um, how much they they had pulled from that that cash drop, and how many cash drops they hear going through on the wire, and then they started putting together how much money he was making, and it was something like twenty five million a month or something, and it was stupid. And so they realized like, they oh, this is jealous. a whole another economy. This is a whole another economy right here. And 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 they started following the money, and that's when shit starts getting fucked up because it started leading them to Congress people and legislative members. You know what I mean? And so that's just that. I remember that uh, Donald Rawlings had a cameo. <laughs> yeah, he was the driver for um, Clay Thompson, who was picking up the money and got arrested. That's funny. It's a good role for him. Yeah, he played it really well too. Um, but yeah, so <clears throat> it, it really just shows that and once again i love this show because all of the scenarios are built off of actual um things that happened you know these were things that were reported on and these you know all of this back dealing and all this stuff that was found out to to have actually happened and so I, i just love that you can get a frame of reference from this because a lot of times people don't see the crossover they don't see like what do the streets have to do with these politicians, and it's like no, there's a lot of crossover actually, and the street 
whether you engage in it or not, the streets are very heavily affected by certain political situations. And that's why we need to, to, to be organized is because there's no other way to uh, effectively uh, maneuver within a political scenario unless you have organization. Like political situations, particularly disenfranchised individuals. And that's why becoming affiliated with in a political situation is super important. You know what I mean? And so it it shows how street politics can, you know, kind of coalesce into general politics, like city politics, state politics, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, this first season was real chock full of a lot of shit, man. Um, once again, man, D'Angelo just really showing he... <laughs> Definitely was not made for his shit because the one chick that that he pulled turned out to be the wire. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> not very good at rolling the dice. I mean. No, she was pretty. She was a citizen, but I think she was reflective of his desire to not be in the street life anyway. And he knew he liked having her around because he knew that eventually, if he ever got out of this, she would transition into a real life really well with him. But um, unfortunately, he was, he was nowhere close to transitioning out of street life. And so put it, bringing her into the scenario put him in mucho danger. That sucks. But yeah. So that was it for Wire. I look forward to catching the season finale. Because I know in, in, into, the, into the next step, uh, into season two. Because it's a, it's a pretty big season, um, scene switch between. So yeah. That's what's up. Let's go ahead and check out some of these uh, entertainment topics. Um, yo, in gaming, fucking, there was a huge thing where PSN was deleting transaction history uh, for people. And when they, unfortunately, if they lose your transaction history on your um, your digital games, that if you ever need to re-download that digital game, so like if you run out of hard drive yeah, space, you gotta buy that shit gotta, again. You have to literally purchase that shit again. How convenient. Bro. Mm-mm. How fucking convenient! That's why I, because in, in 2022 it's impossible to write code that will remember your transaction made. So the only option we have is to charge you a second time. Sorry guys, technology can't do that yet. Oops, that's just madness, bro. That's just Fuck so fucked up. That that's why shit. I always just get physicals. Like yo, if you don't make a physical copy of your game, then I'm all right. Like I, I, I mean, back when I used to play WoW, Blizzard was relatively good about keeping track of stuff like that, but PlayStation, Sony has been notoriously bad about that. Like, I get it, you know what I mean? Like, things are transitioning to digital and it doesn't have to be the worst thing in the world, but unfortunately, Sony has not performed well in terms of, like, being a store for, for the digital information that you that, that they share with you. Not like, I mean, I mean, not many things that Blizzard does well, but they distribute their games well. Right. You know what I mean? And so they're pretty good about that. And their customer service in, res- in reference to directly billing issues is actually really good. And that's actually rare that your customer service is exceptionally good in regards to billing issues, but mm-hmm. particularly bad in terms of a lot of other things. But yeah. And so um, <clears throat> I just thought that that was really important. Like if you have games on PSN, be careful. Try to do whatever documentation you can to make sure that you keep uh, some kind of documentation of the games that you have that are digital only. Because if you don't have a physical, 
and they they lose your um your uh, transaction history. They will no longer validate you downloading that game without additional purchase. And so and they're probably losing your transaction history on purpose. I wouldn't doubt it. Wouldn't doubt it. It is a very real possibility. But yeah, what else been going on? Um, <laughs> yo, did you hear this shit? What's been going on with, with what is this? Wayfarers? No, what is that? So evidently, Wayfarers is a, a like an eBay type platform. It's just a digital store place where you can go on to sell things you have. Okay. But people have been going on there, and really weird things have been happening. Like they've been finding cabinets that are worth maybe fifteen hundred dollars on sale for ten thousand dollars. And they have like these children's names and the names that if you search them on Google are the names of missing children. That's pretty weird. And it's been happening over a lot of digital marketplaces. Like I, I'm really like Carolina has been really watching this shit because it's been bothering the hell out of her. But it sounds really weird. Some right. Jeffrey Epstein so level what, shit. You, you buy furniture and you get a person. Well, what it is is that these kind of these kind of uh furniture would never pop up because of the way the algorithms are written since they're so priced so drastically different than the average uh models of uh of those items that are put up online okay. they never show up in the algorithm you have to particularly search for them and so i don't know if because these things are not monitored properly pedophile rings have been using them to traffic children around and just because the internet people will randomly find shit like this and the wrong person ends up finding it and they start to verify it and see if they find it in other places and it's been happening all over the website to the point where i think that they had to take down that whole section of the website damn that's crazy yeah and it's weird because they're finding it like stuff like this happening on amazon as well which is like Okay, that's that's pretty disturbing because Amazon, I believe, is relatively well monitored. And if they've been sneaking this under the Amazon radar, then maybe the whole idea that they are monitored, like at least mindfully, not so much. The idea that they are uh, watched or monitored mindfully, maybe not so much. But yeah, um, I'm I'm definitely going to be watching that one, and I'll report back on that one because I didn't. I, I only saw it in passing. I wasn't sure if, if you had seen anything on it, but that shit was, the information was coming in like so frequently. I was like, all right, I want to wait for that to settle down so we can get what's actually happening. Cause that's crazy. Right. If they found that that's that, that pedophiles have been somehow hiding a trafficking ring through online marketplaces like that, that would be fucking bananas. That shit's crazy. But yeah, that was popping up. Um, what else? Oh, you know what? Um, they proposed. I, I thought this was an interesting proposal, but they they proposed a Joe Budden versus Nori versus. And well, I said it, that would be interesting. I don't think it would be fair. Nori would destroy Joe. But I mean, I like Joe as a personality, but there's Joe's discography doesn't match Nori's discography. His career was like literally three times as long as Joe's. That's fair. You know what I mean? And I and Joe, part of Joe's Joe's career was as like a battle rapper. And it's like, bro, that's not particularly like versus fair, I don't think, because battle rapping is a different format. These are just right, song for yeah. song type things. But yeah, 
That I would be interested. But I would be interested to see Joe versus someone and Nori versus someone. Maybe not versus each other as much. But I look forward to seeing whoever they get. Because they're both part of the Revolt circle. Well, wait. Versus isn't hosted by Revolt. Um, versus is a separate entity. But, um, yeah, I think that they both are cool with um, Swizzy and Tim. So there's a good chance that they'd be interested in doing so if um, if given the opportunity. So I look forward to seeing whoever comes up next up on the list. Um, oh, man. And this is the last time we're going to talk about this, but we're going to have to hit the gossip corner one more time. Hit the because we uh, Will and Jada finally came out with their with their public release statement on um, on what they on what the whole debacle with Mr. Alcina was. Right, right. Yeah. To be honest, I don't think Jada came out looking all pristine like people were thinking. Like, oh, August Alcina's out here being extra. Da da da. Honestly, it seemed real messy. Like, first of all, she came out here and said, yo, we're all about the transparency. We're here to put it all on the table. And she didn't, she refused to even use direct language to describe what her and August was doing. And the worst part was, is that Will was seen, he was like, listen, I'm playing your part on the red table. I'm the Jada of this red table. So, and he's trying to get her to be more direct and honest with what, and she was, I still don't think that she's been honest with the relationship. And I think that Will, I think that Will, um... Every time he sees her, he sees half, half, nigga, half. And he's like, you know what? Do whatever the fuck you want. Do whatever you want. I'm just not going to give you half. So we're going to remain married. Like, I'm not going to get a divorce from you because I'm not going to give you half of my shit. But it is what it is. I also don't wish to sit here and argue with you. And so it is what it is. And that's why this shit was only like 13 minutes. It was a real short conversation. I don't know. I had a different take. I personally mm-hmm. don't see why everybody's so mad at Jada, right? They explicitly stated that they were on a break during that time. And then mm-hmm. during that time, she fucked around with some nigga that maybe it was he was the wrong nigga to fuck around with. And then they eventually resolved shit and got back together. And then four years later, he brought because, this shit up. Because A, Jada still hasn't just been honest about that. Because that's not what she said. She was like, I was in an entanglement. I was trying okay. to save him. I think no, that's that you were person him and part. It's okay. And not I only think, that, I don't think that I don't think she told Will until August told Angela Yee. I and don't then, care about what she told Will in that sense because because I don't have because I don't have because I didn't know what they talk about. I don't want I'm not gonna speculate on what they spoke about. I'm only gonna okay. spoke about what I well, heard no, the she, two of he them say. Right? And that's why he was mad. Um Nah, it doesn't matter whether or not he knows. Like they were broken up during recon- that time. But that's part of the reconciliation. Like but if we I, come back to the table and we're doing this, I, I I'm under the impression the reason why he's mad is because that wasn't brought to the table. If the idea was we're just going to get back together because we want to be yeah, together, and but what we I did don't know if they irrelevant. both sat down and was like, before we get back together, let's talk about all the people we fucked prior. No, no, no. But we're going to talk about. What we did, and like Will is out here jumping out of planes and hanging out with Kevin Hart. Will and was she's also out. fucking other bitches. If you remember, S- when who? Jada when Jada says, "Well, no, after they had their conversation, that's different." And then Jada specifically said, "You already got me back. You but don't need that to do that." Mean that he's out and then bitches. Will specifically responded, "Yeah, I yeah, did, but, but I'm still gonna get you back." But that doesn't mean that that he's fucking bitches. 
I disagree. I disagree. That's the reason why you have if to If this keep entire thing is about fucking, then, and then he says, I'm going to get you back. But he has the plausible deniability. Ah, that's to you. To you. To you. Because no, none of them can't. But again, the exactly. And then We're that would be know, on right? the chicks that didn't come out and, and spill the tea. That wouldn't be on Will. It would be on the sp- chicks that came out and spilled the but tea. But it would also be on Will if he didn't tell Jada. But again, I the thing is, I don't care about stuff like that because it's I'm not involved in their relationship. Like that, clearly, someone in their relationship cares about that because he feels some type of way. It was it was very evident. But from at his the end response. of the day, even if they did Especially feel some type like, of way, they still resolved it and they're still together. They're only they addressing this because this is in public. His money. I think that's what was resolved. I mean, that's fine. You like, can nah, use that gonna, theory. They, you can they, you can have that theory. We will agree not to see eye to eye on this. They literally said that at the very beginning of the red table talk. So that is what it is. They don't see eye to eye on this. And I mean, I'm trying to see what they're way. not seeing eye to eye on, which is probably, hey, you know what? You might have wanted to mention that you that you were sleeping with August back in the day when I was sitting here piecing him up thinking that you guys were just friends. I mean, look, at the that's, end of the day, that's, that's speculation. And that's fine. If, if that's if that's your take on it, that's fine. But I personally feel like people are dogging Jada for just like for just being human nah, for literally nah, nah, just being nah, human nah, nah, bro nah, 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 nah. being human would be being honest and saying yes i was in a relationship with him and guess she what? said we she was in an entanglement what the you fuck is that nigga? oh Come on, so nah, nah, i guarantee nah, you i guarantee nah, you if she was like yeah nah, i was nah, fucking and sucking all, 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 all august and cena that everybody would have gotten on her for being disrespectful says are we in a relationship i'm like yeah we're in an entanglement that is completely different that is completely different she was on a show in which she was talking about will about that specific situation a situation that the two of them are already familiar with prior to the taping of that particular show so prior to the taping of that particular thing yeah you feel me like there's no need for her to be like yeah i was fucking him i was sucking his dick because those same people would come out and say that she was being disrespectful to will how are you gonna sit there directly in front of him and and saying that will is like you still have not been explicit about what you were doing with august this whole time do we not know that they were fucking listen we have always been making assumptions and everything I've been saying is obviously an assumption because we don't know. And she did nothing to clarify that during this red table talk. All she did was confirm the rumor that August put out and all August really all he said was that I was in a relationship with her. I thought it was more than it was, and I felt taken advantage of, which is a whole nother uh, 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 conversation to have because, yeah, I think she was taken advantage of him, and she even said that she was using him to satisfy her own, like, weird maternal needs or whatever, which is weird that she felt it necessary to sleep with someone who she's claiming she was trying to heal and 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 take care of and do all of these things with that she personally said i mean i don't know it's not listen i'm not dogging her because she was human and had a relationship during a a break it's the way she handled it the same way i think that yeah it was fucked up when Dwayne wade was on a break with gabrielle unit and have a baby with somebody like damn my nigga we was on a break but you just gonna go out and nut in her like Bruh. that's like you know what I mean it's just like, I disagree with that specific out, point if you get to the point where you agree to be on a break with someone you no longer get shit. to decide what they do during that no, break no that's fine but then be honest with it when you come back to the table because clearly she wasn't honest with Will 
And she wasn't. She continued not to be direct with Will because he was still asking her questions, and there was nothing. There was nothing resolved between them by the end of it. It started out with them being unresolved going into it, and it ended with them being unresolved. So it's like, all right, that's cool, and I and it's their business. They. I'm not saying they shouldn't be in their relationship and they're bad people. I'm saying that's a fucked up way of going about a relationship. I wouldn't encourage someone to do that, you know, because guess what? You could be just a little bit more mindful of the way that you go about things. When you're, you know, you're fucking with somebody and you have two kids with them. Or you could just not be. But, you know what I mean? I don't How have much to sit here and more excuses. mindful could she have been and what would she have done? She could have not fucked a nigga with a dirty ass tattoo in his neck that's fucking messy as fuck. I, I mean, don't think that's, that's an example. You, you, do. you don't really get to dictate who other I people don't, fuck. No, you don't. You feel me? That person should be able to dictate to themselves what a mature person does. And guess what? I'm sorry, but August was clearly not in a situation that a mature person should be looking in like a mature 50 something year old woman should be looking to get into a relationship moreover clearly she was not wanting to get into a relationship but he was and that's why it was not appropriate as a mature person the older person who has had more life experience you shouldn't take advantage of people like that and that is about the only thing about this entire thing that I could agree with people on with Jada. It's like, yeah, as an older person, mm-hmm. if you said that he was in a bad space, then you should have left him alone. That's about the only argument in this entire thing that I well, 100% I'm not, agree with. I'm not even particularly mad at her for trying to help him, but just let it be that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but that's where the human part him. came on. She was at a low place during mm-hmm. that time, and she ended up fucking with the fucking <laughs> the dude. Feel oh, me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but damn, dude, it's like... <sighs> It's all good, and honestly, I whatever they choose to do for their happy to uh, for their family to be happy, I support them. I have no. First of all, it doesn't yeah, and that's what pretty much why I don't get why Jada. people are tripping on Jada so hard. It's like, no, 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 I, and it's not even really, really about her. It's just, it's just my opinion about the situation. That's it. Yeah, but there is a genuine uh, lesson to be learned about relationship dynamics especially these new relationship dynamics because this is the new world we're going to be in where more shit like this happens i mean that's a little bit different because we ain't got the kind of money that jada does or the kind <laughs> or of fame will. that jada does so when jada's in a bad place and she fame, just nigga. wants to get some dick on the side her options are mad limited yeah and you I, feel I, me like in order to maintain her privacy in order mm-hmm. to maintain her privacy and also get some dick on the side that's wild difficult you feel me? Because like everybody knows who Jada Jada Pinkett Smith is. For sure, for sure. So it's not like she can just be like one of us and call up like a side piece from back in the day. That's gonna obviously the one person that she did fuck with went and told everybody four years later. Yeah, but he you, you got to know that he was gonna do that. Yeah, nah, I don't think so. I, you can't know that people are gonna fuck you over four years later in such a fucked up way, like. I don't yeah, know. I mean, man. I, I don't even know. But you know, honestly, like I, I, I don't agree with what August did, but I also don't think it's like it's kind of whatever. You know what I mean? Like honestly, like she's getting pub out of it. The only one who gets hurt out of all this, I think, is Will. To be honest, yeah, because people pretty much because no instantly think, labeled him as a cuck, like right oh, off the bat. That's what I'm saying, like, and, and, and I think honestly, that's where I, that's most where of I, his that, hurt comes from, and that's where most of I think if I'm upset about anything. That's what I'm upset about because I'm not upset at Jada for what she did. I think that maybe she did some. She didn't do anything that made her a generally bad person. She just did a bunch of shit I didn't agree with, which is two are two totally different things. You know what I mean? What I feel bad about, or what makes me generally upset, is like, yo, why does nigga Will get in all that side yeah, flack? Like, I agree. All like, Will doesn't deserve this shit. Nigga, he's just caught in the crossfire. Yeah, and I'm not saying he's a saint. 
I'm just saying, in terms of why they're public slandering his public name, I don't think his public name deserves this. Maybe in private, he might deserve whatever he wants with her. But like, come on, man. He, I mean, I don't think that. Yeah, from the that, jump, that, that I thought warranted. this whole thing should be on August. Like, yo, my nigga, why is you bringing this shit up four years later? Feel me? Yeah. Is you got an album about to drop? Why are you bringing this shit up? Like, uh, like emotional hurt, I understand. Emotional hurt doesn't go away right away. You know what I'm saying? And everybody deals with that shit differently. But, bruh, like, she was fucking... I mean, they were separated. Gotta, Whatever. I, I guess the lesson is, is that if she's going to do that, she should probably choose someone who's not famous at all. But again, like I said, that's not always such an easy thing. You feel me? I mean, me, a that's people, not a lot more not famous people than famous people. But it's not so much about the not famous thing. It's about someone that you can trust and not blow your spot up. Obviously, she made the wrong, the wrong decision. decision. But, but the thing is, is that when if you choose someone who's not famous at all, even if they blow your spot up, it, the likelihood of them profiting off it is a lot less. You know what I mean? And so I mean, the they won't profit as signs, much as someone who's already has the infrastructure to benefit from it, but they would still profit, profit from it. Of this, you know what I mean? Like if one of me or, if me or you did this, it'd be a lot different. You know what I mean? I mean, like, yeah, but we could different. still profit off it. We could still if we had a credible evidence, we could still sell it to TMZ and get a nice check. Yeah, but he's getting a fat rollout. We and already discussed that. So yes, he's saying. in a different position, like, and he has the music industry behind him. Looking for a fat check because guess what? If she wanted to, she could probably double the TMZ fat check and then convince us not to do it. She's probably not going to be able to convince August of doing anything. You know what I mean? Like when you're dealing with a not yes, in ideal circumstances, all, yes, she could find an honest person that's and, and not, not, and not and going not, to I'm, do I'm, I'm all not that. For I'm just saying, like, in a, if, if she could do this again. It would probably be solid advice not to do it with somebody who's famous. I mean, like, yes, it's no, hard to find not famous people. Ironically, you can trust, but I actually think that it would be better if it was with someone famous because they wouldn't. I, or someone they wouldn't they need to cloud chase off of you. Exactly. Well, someone equally as famous as you. Exactly. Oh, yeah. But now that is a small pool of people. That's what I was saying. But that's what I'm that's saying. That's my whole point. If you're gonna have to go outside of the pool of people who are as famous as you, you don't go to somebody who's just lower fame than you. They're gonna try to climb the ladder. I don't think she planned this. I just think shit just happened because you know, they got the too she close. She said it that she did. Like she chose August because of all of the things that were going on. She chose to be around him and and, and engross in, you know engross herself in his life this way. She chose because she was trying to, to help him initially. Okay, but then those are a lot of choices to lead to a mistake. So at some point, yeah, you're but say, like, it's okay, also very common for people working mistakes. closely together to form emotional attachments. You feel me? That's not they, an uncommon what thing. On? She was trying to help him, quote unquote. Remember? Okay, that, that's what I'm saying. It's another choice. She's got a lot of choices that lead to a bad mistakes. She made the choice to help him, yes, and then she, she got an emotional attachment okay, from helping him. Well, we can make better choices that lead to better mistakes. That's my whole thing. Better, better choices, better mistakes. Yeah, because that's that's how people work. We well, make better choices people, no. to make better mistakes. No, but that's how mature people work. You make better choices so you don't make the same mistakes over and over. You make. But she only mistakes. made the mistake once. Nah, I mean, she only made that mistake once. Where's the other evidence that she made that mistake a prior time? Where is it? And, and Will's disappointment and why he was so Get done the with the fuck out of here. Will's disappointment saying, was from I'm the fact saying, that everybody thought he was a cuck because because he's out here calling this nigga Og first and of all, he smashed his wife. 
You feel me? That's why Will is disappointed because his public image is being dragged through the dirt and he ain't got nothing because to say about it so he had to step forward. Somebody who he fucked. When and they so, were separated. So like, they, I don't know why when he they were Smith separated. so much, but Will had, like, there was I'm no sorry, hate for Will Smith at all. not the queen and princess you're making her out to be. Never said she, she was a queen or princess. She's definitely an asshole for this maneuver. I disagree. She has every right to make the maneuver I disagree. and that's fine. But she's still an asshole for it, and uh, no one's dragging her. Just lots of people are dragging her. Everybody's dragging her. You should make better decisions as a grown ass woman. That's it. Yo, she made one bad mistake. I made that same assessment of many people. That's one mistake. Pass up Jada's round for getting called out as hey, do better because guess what? You got a lot. You got a lot, and guess what? You're not immune to emotions, but you should do better with them at this age. Sorry, I'm not gonna fucking make passes like she's still 18. Fucking Tupac, nigga. <laughs> no, Sorry, not I, the same I'm thing. just saying that I don't think she did that bad. I think everybody mm-hmm. are coming down on her way harder than she actually like. She, I think people are coming down on her like she legitimately cheated on Will, and that's the only no, thing that I, I have. And, and that I agree with you. I didn't. I never said she cheated on Will. I agree with you 100 percent there. They were on a break, and she was doing her thing. Feel me? But when everybody you, brings that energy like she's the fucking. Oh, it can't be trusted. That's oh, the nah, only nah, thing that, that I have her. about this nah, thing. You can't do that. Like, her. everybody is just tripping on her and they're refusing to even consider her side, give her the benefit of doubt to just like. Okay, I agree with you. you there. There's no reason to dog pile her for that. Thank you. That's my point. And this yeah. is what everyone's doing because it seems fucking easy. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, that's, that's definitely, definitely. Just because Jada made, Jade might have made some bad decisions, August is the one who actually made this actually a bad thing. Because guess what? All of her bad decisions aren't what culminated in his rollout. And so I, I absolutely put the onus of this on August. Film it. That's my only point. And I was just, I just, I was only that addressing Jada because of, of the Red Table talk. Because I feel like everybody's Which just also, out here so kicking Jada question. in the teeth. This was the other question. Um, do you think they should have had August at the Red Table with them? No, fuck that nigga. For okay. what? Okay. For what? That nigga's I, I a snake. Bro, you done. You cut off. Get I the said. fuck out of life. I just feel like I just feel like Will was very unsatisfied with what was going on, and that's why it was so short. Yeah, because but it's an ego thing with Will. You feel me? Like, like he yeah, broke up with Jada, re- and she didn't stay in pining for him forever. She went and got satisfaction with somebody else, and then it came back out in the public, and it made him look bad. So yes, I understand why Will Damn, feels who that do you way. Think it's worth more because Jada Will, got, Will by far, by far, by far. Cause she's got Matrix on her. Yeah, but she's not a she's she, not a rapper. She doesn't have record deals. Big Willie style, fucking um, uh, getting I, jiggy I with think it. She has more movies though. She may have more movies, but again, Will has like top selling records and I'm not, I'm not, tied I, I to movies. Don't I don't. Just and know. Will definitely has a lot more successful movies because than I'm Jada just wondering, does. Like, when if if they are on same level. Then maybe you could go to court and just say, like, can we, if we get a divorce, it's not a half thing. She's not poor and destitute. She's got her own things. Like, do we have to do half? That doesn't, maybe half of our shared assets, like our home and our shared vacation houses and our shared recreational things. Okay, we'll split those. But they don't have to split half of their individual fortunes, do they? Nah, Will don't need, I mean, Jada don't need shit from Will. She doesn't need that. But, But what does the law say? The law loves to step in and shit like well, that. Well, I don't know if they got a prenup or not. And it also depends on the state. So I don't know what California law. I'm assuming this is where they got married. Yeah, I believe so. That's uh, That'd be interesting. I'm going to look that up because that, that's another thing. Because that's a huge amount of the, um, that's a huge amount of, I think, the motivation 
of because Will was like, yo, I'm done, I'm done. I was done with you at the time. So I'm like, so then what stopped you? I like twenty five twenty one years of history. I guess. I guess. It feels like it wasn't something that was like it wasn't it was something that was a, a while coming, so maybe it was a kind of I'm done that had accounted for that. I mean, it's possible, but the end of, at the end of the day, they reconciled. So, they did. They did. You know, couldn't have been that bad. Or they just chose to prioritize their 25 years together over whatever insignificant thing tried to, you know, split them apart. Because before this, I'm pretty sure they were doing decent after their reconciliation, from what I understand. So, yeah, it was like, wait a second. Are we really going to let this niggas roll out? break our marriage up like if we're gonna break our marriage up that's that's something that we can talk about separate but is it gonna be because of august Alcina? because if so that's probably not <laughs> that's not a good thing like we gotta really worry wonder about why the fuck we were together in the first place we're gonna let august Alcina break us up exactly so that I, I do i do see that like just maybe that calmer heads prevailed after kind of putting a bit of perspective on it Nah, it it very much seemed to me that August Alcina wasn't even a fucking topic in their household until that nigga went and started talking shit about. <laughs> you feel me? He started Pretty pillow much, talking. No. You're right. Like he wasn't an issue in their household. He wasn't an issue in music. He wasn't an issue anywhere on the planet until that nigga went and started <laughs> talking about Jada Smith. Feel me? <laughs> yeah, like I, I, pot. I don't know, man. Got a big like ass that's. Moon. Like, as far as I look at that shit as, like, it seems to me like he's clout chasing for fucking, regardless of how hurt he is, the fact that this comes out now just feels like he's clout chasing. Absolutely. And it, the timing says everything to me, and absolutely why, I, that's why I put most of the onus on him. Yeah, for like, sure. Also, he also, was a young dude you could, that was in a bad place. It's very easy to let your emotions get out of control. Mm-hmm. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? And then you don't want to listen to anybody other yeah. than what your heart is telling you. So Jada then told you this is just about dude. fucking, but you're like, no, we're in love. Like, like get the fuck out of here with that 24-year-old bullshit. <laughs> he fuck that dude. Too, dog. Fuck uh, that dude, man. The damn. fuck? Jada and Will are black royalty, too, bro. You should know everything you need to know about him from that right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep trashing that nigga. Yeah, you stay on the next that, that shit is bad, bro. Like... <laughs> I've never seen such a poorly done tattoo on someone like in such a public place. Like, it, like you, usually, if you're going to get your shit, your skin tatted on in a place where people can see, you make sure you get a decent one. This right. nigga, what is this nigga doing? You got some little bit of fame, and that's what you choose to do with your money, man. Anyway, let me move on from that. But yeah, the, the, I, I, that was a an interesting discussion. But yeah, the, I. It, the length of it said a lot to me. Like, I was like, oh, okay. This seems a little bit obligatory on um, Will's part. Like, I'll give you 13 minutes. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> That's funny. But yeah. You know what I've been seeing a lot? I watched this little um, mashup on YouTube of Dave Chappelle uh, interviews. And it was really well done. And one thing that I kind of didn't realize is outside of the movies, Dave Chappelle has done a great amount of very, very evocative public speech. He's given a lot of wisdom just through, just through like his discourse with the public outside of the movies and, 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 and stand up. And 
you know, the, the Chappelle show is such a small part of his actual legacy. He has a really long-standing uh, tradition of being far more socially conscious than people tend to give him credit for, especially in his stand-up. But um, actually, you know, it's funny is uh, I think that Neil Brennan certainly hides behind the fact that they never share who wrote what jokes because he doesn't want to take credit for the amount of racism that it takes for a white person to make some of the jokes that he did. You could be, you could like black people as a white person and still make a racist joke that is inappropriate. And that's the part that I don't seem think that people seem to, to really understand. Like, I hear Neil talk about it, especially the people like Talib Kweli, and I'm, and he's like, well, if you know who I am, then you know I can't be racist. And it's like, <laughs> that is absolutely not the perspective of somebody who isn't being racist, just to let you know. Like, you could believe that. And I'm not saying that you're lying or that you're being disingenuous. What I'm saying is that you're wrong. And that is the perspective of someone who is setting themselves up not to accept their own racism. And that is just sad because... I, I am 99% sure in my in my heart and soul that that is why Dave left $50 million. Because Donald Rawlings was telling a little joke about the skit that they were doing. It was him, Charlie Murphy, and and and, and uh, Dave, and a bunch of other people. I think Bill was actually in that, that skit as well. Nice, um, nice. And it was about, a, I guess, a Halloween party for uh mythical creatures and one of the creatures was uh, a racist fairy like it's the physical embodiment of racism in a fairy that's doing blackface and i can tell dave did not write that joke because you know what he turns to don allen says and he says i guess 50 million ain't enough and he walks <laughs> off the set and he doesn't do that skit and he that's never hilarious. does another thing with Chappelle's show and it's like, I know Neil wrote that skit. I know Dave didn't walk off the set on his own skit that he wrote. Right. And I, I have a strong feeling that most of what was on Chappelle's show was written by Neil. Because when you look at a lot of it, like, a, like, like there's a couple of them in particular where it's, what if the black stereotype was getting treated like the white reality? So they'll take the black stereotypical uh, rapper and they'll put him in the position of what a standard middle class white person would be getting treated as. Like they're in court and they're giving him all the leeway in the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're being overly accommodating to the black trope. But yet they're treating the average white person like they would the black trope and it's that kind of crossover that i could tell neil wrote that shit they didn't write that shit no black person is going to 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 make light of those kind of privileges you know what i mean like that's that it's clearly written from a white perspective type of thing right right you know what i mean and <clears throat> you could tell the one you could tell a lot of those kind of where they're taking the white reality and putting black tropes into them that's neil all day he loves doing that shit. And it's like, and I can tell Dave was not comfortable with always doing that shit. Like, it was funny at first. But three seasons in, it was like, yo, wait a second. Are you covering your racism with my funny black face? Because that's not cool. And it was something that 
even Neil admits they'll never see eye to eye on. And I'm like, I can understand why they wouldn't. I can understand why Dave would, given the trajectory of Dave's fucking career, why he would not be okay with the things that are being mocked in those skits. Right. You know what I mean? Like, definitely, go back and watch definitely. some Dave Chappelle show, man. That shit was off the wall, my G. Like, I, like, like there was some good ones that I particularly thought were mindfully done, like the Whack Arnold's. You know what I mean? <laughs> Those were Whack good, Arnold's yeah. is really well done. Or, uh, or the, uh, the Wu-Tang sketch. But then there were some that were really, like, not tactful at all and just were just... And, and I feel like you could tell when Dave's being a, a, a passenger on this whole, on the whole journey. You could tell. Like, it, I, I don't even think they need to go out and, and, and say who wrote what jokes. It's evident, Neil. We, black people could tell. Only white people think that everyone thinks that way. Black people are self-aware enough to not put themselves in dramatic irony like that. But yeah, I I, I really thought that that was interesting. I want to I want to probably um put up something uh, in reference to that on our new social media. We'll talk about that later, though. Um, let's move on into some social topics. You know, um, I've been hearing a lot of talk about COVID nineteen and the minority population. How it's disproportionately attacking us, blah, blah, blah. We're dying at a higher rate. Just understand that if the case is that you're a minority and you have something that sends you into the hospital or into our medical system at all, you are inherently going to be experiencing a disproportionately high mortality rate. That is how everything in American hospitals works for black people. Just letting you know. So the disparity between death rates in 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 minority communities, between uh, minority communities and white communities, those disparities are the same disparities that existed outside of COVID nineteen. Normally, going to the hospital, if you take a black or Hispanic person and a white person with the same illness, we have increased morbidity rates. It is what it is. So. I just wanted to to point out, like, don't buy into the into the bullshit. COVID-19 most certainly has a mortality rate. It is no more lethal to black people than white people. Genetically speaking, it's just more lethal for black people to go to the hospital than for white people. That's the only disparity. So don't buy into this whole bullshit that black people don't know how to socially distance and wear their masks and all this bullshit. Listen. I'm not saying that the mask is the most effective way. I'm just saying that doing so by wearing your mask, you are you are making a public pledge to at least abide by some measure of safety for the benefit of the general public. And so black people are pretty much getting that point. And so they don't buy any media bullshit about about our inability to 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 weather the COVID-19 storm or how we are adding to to any surge numbers or bullshit. It, it ain't true. It isn't true. Like there's no actual fact. There's no actual factuals behind it. It's all just opinion based. And so don't let other people's opinions of you dictate the realities that you live in. The media is more than happy to paint, paint just terrible narratives around black people. 
And that one is one that I can promise you has no factual base. Go ahead and look for it. Look for the actual evidence of any of these things, and all you'll see is a bunch of hearsay and opinion pieces from Fox. So that that's a that's actually not a thing. Like those numbers, when you actually match up the morbidity numbers for for COVID nineteen versus the disparity in in our typical medical visits, it's the same. Nothing's actually changed. All it is is exa- is it's more prevalently displaying that black people have negative outcomes when we go to the hospital, which makes insurance and things of that nature that much more a drain in our community because we're paying into a system that that disproportionately does not give us good outcomes. Moving on from that, um, you know, it's interesting because Candace Owens is, is, is probably, in my opinion, one of the best grifters of 2010s. <laughs> Going into the 2020s, Candace Owens has mapped the shit out of... And the thing is, is that I'm kind... I don't agree with her. She's a fucking idiot. I wouldn't even say she's a fucking idiot. I don't agree with her. She has terrible opinions. She's not a person who I think is healthy to have in the community. But one thing I will say is, is that black people aren't paying her. She's not grifting black people. She's grifting white people. And she is mopping up... In the, in, the, in the matters of millions off of these white people. And I don't know if I'm mad at a black woman hustling white people. That, that I'm not going to sit here and, and fight against. Mad the moment that message, she starts though. draining out of the black community, then I'll start saying, hey, we need to deal with this bitch. She's, she's drained. But if she's just over here grifting white people and making them feel good about themselves... There's way worse people in the world to me. <laughs> There's way worse people in the world to me. Like, fuck her. I'll never agree with her on anything that she says publicly. But if she's just acting as a, a fucking a money sink for white people, go for it. You ain't fooling nobody in the black community. Nobody. But And, and I think that that's what makes her grift so masterful. Because... It literally, as as the people who most vehemently hate her have no reason to fight her. There's absolutely no reason that black people should put any energy into Candace Owens. There really isn't. Give her zero light. Because she's only grifting on white people, rich white people. It's sad. You know, I, f- I feel like it would be amazing if she could use that energy and intellect to benefit the black community... But fuck it. It's not everyone's job to help the black community. You know what I mean? Like some of some people just aren't equipped to do so. Not mentally, not in terms of their morale, their morals, not in terms of their fortitude. So she's not taken from the black community. So I don't know how mad I could be at her. Like that is a that is a good grift, man. Like that's a that's a good con. Where the people who are actually paying you are happy to do so, regardless to how fictitious your entire ideology is? Shit. I don't know, man. I hesitate to give that woman any accolades. I know I've shit on a lot of powerful black women who have done things that I think people would find to actually be positive. But boy, man. Nah, there are better ways to make money. There are definitely better ways to make money, for sure. Um, I would never... I, I clearly don't choose to pander to white people to to make money, but 
damn, dude. Millions? She's making millions. Like they did a little they did a little investigative journalism on, on her background and realized that Candace Owens LLC, boy, there's nothing nonprofit about it, baby. Yeah. She she is raking in the money. <clears throat> yeah, one thing that racist well, a lot of rich races well, a lot of races tend to have a lot of money. Well, the upper echelon races anyway. So that's all well and good. The foundation of this country. I mean, exactly. Feel me? They're they're like literally keeping control of the country. So the richest and most powerful people in this country were slave owners who were racist. By the way, I don't know if anybody remembers this, but like slave owners were 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 all pretty racist. Like there wasn't any of there weren't any of them that were like not racist. I don't know if we have to explain that to people. you know, in, in 2020. Wait, you mean you can't be a good person while also owning other human beings? That's not a thing? Listen, you can build a country and do good things and you're still a shitbag for owning slaves. I'm just saying, like, that's why, like, people are so mad at this, like, founding fathers and Jefferson and Lincoln. It's like, they're all, they're all still shitbags. Yeah, they owned human beings, they, <laughs> They're really trying to get us to moralize people owning other humans and it's like see that's why you guys just don't get it that's why you don't get that black lives matter that's why white people have such a hard time understanding that black lives matter because they still think that there are things you can do that make it okay to own other humans yep that that, that overshadow you owning other (laughs) once you reach a certain level bro you can own human beings my nigga that's a thing that's, that's a strictly american thought you know what I mean? Like every other country has come to grips with it. Even if they still believe that their their superiority and all that shit, that at least they publicly acknowledge. Like now, nah, once you slave, you're pretty yeah, much like, like done. Yeah, slavery's wrong. Yeah, yeah, once you start slaving, you're done. You got no like to stand on here. <laughs> like, but America's still like, man. But you know, George Washington freed all his slaves that still worked on his plantation for several years after they were supposedly freed. Like, Martha didn't let those niggas go. Martha's like, like, I'm standing on the back of two slaves right now. (laughs) Martha, I was running this bitch this whole time in the first place. So, yeah, nah. All of our founders were racists. And so, you gotta gotta understand that if you you wanna understand why most of the people who are in the upper echelons socioeconomically are also racists. It's what this country is founded on. It's what its economy is based on. But yeah, um, I, I just, I just really, I don't know why I felt like I, I had to shout out Grifter of the decade because that shit was, <laughs> that's just crazy. Because I was like, yo, of all the things, like how, how is, who's, who's worse, Candace Owens or Kanye West? Hmm, Candace Owens. Candace Owens. Okay. Kanye West is partially sick, so can, Candace Owens. At I least mean, there's a legitimate. She don't have a Jesus walk. You know what I mean? That and Candace Owens is not anywhere near as talented as Kanye used to be. I'm very much not so, but they they both do similar things in the contemporary. In the contemporary, they they both do a lot of the same thing, which is kind of sad. Yeah. I mean, Candace sure, is more direct about it though. Oh yeah, she's very vocal and direct about it. Um, but Kanye, I know he's talking about doing all his fashion stuff, but really all he ends up doing is just being a mouthpiece for terrible ideology. Yep, pretty much. He but gets yeah. his um 
independence from these people that he signed with, and then he just has carte blanche to say some stupid ass shit. <laughs> but speaking of American politics, um, I've come to understand that there's this new, well, the ideology isn't new, but it's becoming popular to call out accelerationistism, which is like people who believe that a bad system should be accelerated to its demise. Well, yeah, people who believe that a bad system needs to be accelerated to its demise, um, which is an ideology that's becoming, I guess, more prevalent these days because of how entrenched capitalism and neoliberalism is in the American political uh, sphere. But um, I, I kind of reject the idea that because oh and also let me clarify that mostly uh bernie supporters are being relegated into this to this group of people people who refuse to vote for biden these are all the 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 demographics that are being shepherded uh under the uh under the umbrella of accelerationists people who want or uh who believe that capitalism needs to be uh, push to its its boundaries before before it'll ever collapse, and I don't believe that in this environment being a uh, anti Biden is accelerationist because I see a lot of that going on in the political sphere. If you're saying like, listen, Biden is still a shit candidate. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna try to say that the Democrats. Uh, are substantially different than than the Republicans. You you got to put someone other than Joe Biden on the ticket, and not to mention there are so many other plausible people to put on the ticket. You don't really have a reason to do that. <laughs> and so, I generally don't like the idea that uh, anyone who is firmly in the 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 camp of having to to deal with the incarceration system and the policing system and the medical system and the broken uh, food delivery system, uh, food distribution system that we have. I don't think that someone who believes that those things need to be addressed is an accelerationist per se. But unfortunately, if you advocate for any of those progressive causes, they're now starting to, to label, label you as accelerationist. And I, and I really dislike that because it, First of all, it's not up to, to, to the individual for the system to make itself uh, reformable or engageable in any fashion, okay? The system is set up in such a way to, to have avenues of engagement and reform. And if it chooses to no longer acknowledge those avenues of, of change and reform, then it's not accelerationist to say that that system isn't working anymore. It's fundamentally not working anymore. And we have a Congress that literally study after study shows that the will of the people and the will of the Congress are two separate things altogether, completely and utterly. They have no tether whatsoever. There's no uh, correspondence. There's no, there's no coordination between those two things. That is a dysfunctional political system. That is not the will of the people being exercised through its governance. And so it's not accelerationist to say that we've got an utterly broken system. Like, it's not like, you know, these are all things that are just now happening and, and we're all of a sudden 
just saying, you know what? Fuck this. The presidency isn't working. No, the presidency hasn't been working for a long time. And it's just been it's been presenting these figureheads that can talk the talk, but but do absolutely nothing in the way of actual meaningful governance. And the Congress is the same way. And and the only body that's been doing anything within the last four years is the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court has actually been recently uh, ruling against Trump, which is hilarious. It looks like all those guys that he put on the Supreme Court for lifetime fucking appointments realize that they got to be there for life. <laughs> and if you're going to have to be there for life, you might not want your legacy to be fucking hooked onto this trash bag Donald Trump. That, like it's so funny like his average supporters are such idiots because they're going to look so stupid in history history's going to look back at them and their family's going to look back at them and their friends are going to look back on them and say you're a fucking idiot and yeah I love you and you can be my friend again but you were doing the dumbest shit ever ever you literally voted in someone who could possibly be the antichrist knowing Trump supporters they'll just lie about it <clears throat> yeah probably the delusion is thick it is very thick. But yeah, you know, it's no thicker than the average... Pause. It's no, uh, <laughs> it's no more diluted than, than the average Democrat who thinks that voting for Biden is somehow voting for a better future. Like, you love... Like, Band-Aids don't heal wounds. Band-Aids just cover them up. And Biden is a Band-Aid. At best. But yeah... Man, the Supreme Court uh, ruled that Oklahoma actually be- mostly belongs to Native Americans. Nice. And that you can't legally discriminate against someone's sexual preference in, in employment. Which, that's interesting, man. Because those are two things that Trump absolutely... You know Trump did not advocate for those <laughs> at all. He was not about that life whatsoever. And both of those came on the back backs of Kavanaugh. And so... I think he even wrote the 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 uh, majority position on one of them, and and it's a real, so it's really interesting. It's really interesting that these guys are are starting to really realize that they they don't want their legacy to be tied in with this doofus. They want they they might want to be remembered for actually ruling on the side of you know law and not just going with whatever the 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 whims of the current president are. That would be nice, you know. That that would actually de- be a uh, welcome change. It it would denote a functioning government, wouldn't that be crazy? But yeah, you got Betsy DeVos over here saying that. Uh, don't worry, teachers will figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. We don't need to That's pass funny. policy for for schools to help guide schools to more safely uh, go back into opening. We don't need any policy. The teachers have figured it out. Pass the buck, bro. That's so trash, man. Like, like teachers unions need to put their money together and hire a hit on Betsy DeVos, man. <laughs> like, if their teacher union is worth shit, bro, that woman will end up, like, with, you know what I mean? Like, on some next shit. Even though her, it's crazy. Her brother is fucking Ryan's, Ryan's Priebus, the, uh, the owner of Blackwater. That's the one. Bro. thought it was Eric Prince. Eric Prince. Is that it? Eric Prince? Yeah, Eric Prince. Rens Priebus is some other douchebag. Yeah. But um, yeah, her she's very much related to a high-end Blackwater, so she's probably protected too. Man. 
Ain't that a bitch? Because <laughs> you know she, you know she knows people hate her. Definitely. She's got to know people Definitely. don't fuck with her. There's no mistake in that one. Nah. Yeah, and I was gonna wrap with uh, this story about um, I have two back to back stories about police interactions, and they very much highlight the disparity between how some people are treated by the cops and how other people are treated by the cops. Because what better is there to talk about until America deals with this shit? Um, so we have a man um, who was attending a funeral. I guess he had a long-standing issue with the deceased. And so he decided, yo, I'm going to show my disdain for this nigga and I'm going to let one off in his coffin. Yo. He let a couple off in his coffin. Yo. Shot the corpse up. Shot the corpse up. That's kind of judge, extreme. Judge sentenced him to 15 years. Guess that man's race. That is race. also kind of extreme. Guess that man's race. I'm guessing he was black. Of course. For shooting a corpse. Yeah. Now, we go to San Diego. Man is caught using a fake credit card in a hotel. Police are called. The police find five such fake credit card accounts on the man. They proceed to arrest him. He breaks through the fiberglass window, gets a hold of a firearm, opens fire on the police, takes the car, leads them on a shooting chase. Man taken alive. Guess Still that man's race. Take him alive, huh? <sighs> that's pretty funny. Guess that man's race. Oh yeah, he's definitely white. That's a for sure. Like they that, wouldn't it, even like, bother. It's like I don't know, man. At what point are they going to say that there's a clear discrepancy? Like a man, never, fifteen never. years. Stop expecting them to admit their pieces of shit. It's never going to happen. They're going to try to ride the illusion the entire way. That's then, what you got to expect them to do. Then then you directly address the issue. You don't talk about the that, delusion. You feel the, me? That's the issue. Then that's, then that's you. The issue. I feel like. We got to work towards reforming and stop trying to... Is there don't reform? Ever, reform? I'm, I'm, in, I'm in defund. I'm in defund. I didn't okay. mean reform. I'm like, anytime we talk about the cops in the words that the cops use, we're losing. You I feel mean, me? I Every that. single time. When, when we address issues based on how... When we address issues using the spin as opposed to addressing the actual issue, we fucking lose. People, we have to realize that... We live in an entirely new world. You feel me? Like police, the government, the fucking corporations, they're all using technology against you in a way that is like you are you don't stand any fucking chance. So if if you at all expect to change any of those things, you cannot repeat the shit they say. You can't do it. They say those things specifically to get you to repeat them because they have no effect. They always give you the angle that will never lead back to them. You feel me? They're always going to tell you, hey, go look at, go, go fucking investigate this thing that has absolutely nothing to do with me. And of course. at the end of the day, like, we got to stop doing that. I feel like it doesn't do us any good to repeat shit. Like, the cops are supposed to serve and protect us. No, oh, no, no, no. But I'm, trying feel to, me? I'm trying to figure out, like, what are we repeating? Because my question is, is how do we get them to acknowledge, yo, there's a disparity here. And we need I also to somehow, think that's a fool's we need to somehow realize like the people in Mississippi and the people in California don't need to be governed by different laws. Like if I shoot at a casket in Mississippi, I shouldn't get a heavier sentence than someone who shoots at the cops with their own gun and steals their car in California. Like 
how do we how do we get a federal system that's a that fundamental that? issue with america you feel me that's what america like, is too big gotta, and too divided at the same time like you're you're never going to be able to like what you just proposed mm-hmm. you're never going to be able to have a solution to that i i think we no i think we can have one i don't know about the implementation Not within the country that we are currently in you would have to fundamentally change america in order I to think change that the those people things who are, who are fighting against it are too stupid to actually do anything about it not only that but so also the people get, like, who are fighting for this, it are also too organized the thing that you under people don't understand is like white white supremacists have have had one mission their entire time they've been in america they've been very very united in that singular mission since america was created but everybody else is addressing a new issue every 30 or 30 to 40 years you feel me you're trying to change something new every 30 to 40 years so you're always going to be behind the learning curve of the white supremacists who are literally just pushing that one issue and and they never stop. That's the thing. Whether they win an election, whether they lose an election, they're always going to still put in the same amount of effort. So that's so my thing is is do we do we just persist in the shitty system or do we actively work towards tearing down the system in a, in the same sense that they they like to call everyone who says that an accelerationist, but is is that the only productive activity to have in this environment you know what i mean like do we just keep on like is it productive to just keep on living and you know perpetuating your daily wake up and go to sleep in this world like like i i don't find that to me personally be a life worth living like i know that right now i wake up and i spend all of my time with my son you know what i mean and producing the pod but I feel like I do that in the aim of progressing the ideology of changing the environment that I live in. You know, for the average person out there, is just waking up and going to McDonald's. Is that the life worth perpetuating? Or should we all be unified in the cause of moving the world towards a place where people can can live to be fulfilled by things other than that, because I think that there's a lot to be had. You know, we've created a world of abundance. You know what I mean? Like, it is not, we could literally, if we in an organized way planned our agriculture, we could sustainably feed every human in this country. It's not like on the grounds of America. We could do that. You know what I mean? Like, we could, but not enough people in this country want to solve that problem. That's the issue. Poverty is a choice. When I mean, not by the person who's impoverished. The existence of poverty is a choice by society. This is correct. Yes. Yeah. That is the fundamental issue that I think. If you're really trying to change things, you're gonna have to change the essence of America. How you go about doing that, I have the no cult, idea. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, and as I talk a lot about changing the culture of America, like I shouldn't have to tell you not to kill people. You should be ingrained with the value of human life that should encourage you not to kill people of your own volition. You got to change the culture. People, the American people don't value life. It's one of the byproducts of having capitalism, not as just your economic form, but as your societal form. You tend to value people the same way that you value every commodity in capitalism. That's through dollars. And so if you're not making money with someone or they aren't paying you, you do not value them as people. 
There's no dollar value to that relationship. And so outside of family, if you aren't making money off of people, it's hard for people to value them. And and so they don't see the value in generally being part of a community and doing things for other people and stuff like that. And and I think it's creating a disparity in, in American culture that causes people to not value like, hey, you know, if given enough time and space and, 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 and honest growth, everybody could do something amazing with their life or they have the potential to. A lot of people just don't believe that because of their internalization of capitalism, how much they've made capitalism a way in which they, they not only interact with economics, but with people. And maybe that is the fundamental change. If unfortunately capitalism has gone from just an economic force to a societal construct. And so to excise it from the society, I wonder if also we have to excise it from the economy. Because I'm not generally upset with of with capitalism as an economic force. It does a lot of powerful things. Transcontinental air, uh, road, railroads, uh, transatlantic flights, uh, domestic and international, you know, airports. Like these, these things are, are the byproduct of capitalism, economic capitalism, not economic socialism. And so maybe their operation is a, is a great deal of economic socialism. But the idea of someone conglomerating enough resources to build an airport, that's a very capitalist idea right there. And so <clears throat> I wonder if we can move culturally in America with capitalism as an economic structure or if we just got to get rid of because of the pervasive uh because of the uh corruptive force that capitalism is we have to get rid of it altogether if we're ever going to move forward culturally but um yeah just getting a little bit philosophical on you this episode but yeah i appreciated that hope you guys enjoyed your time with us you can follow us on Instagram now at Heron's Home Podcast. I'm working on getting some more stuff up there. I just uh, got the uh, account launched and started putting a few things up. But yeah, throughout the week, keep checking back with us. I'm going to be updating it with episode art, all that kind of cool shit. But yeah, definitely keep up with us. Catch me on Instagram and Rico underscore the G sound. And I'll leave you with these words. Time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Have a great one, guys. Thanks for joining us. Peace. Take it easy.